So, hey guys, I'm Ash and I'm Anna and welcome back to the Offbeat podcast. And today we have the most amazing Shorya Sinha with us uh, who's going to be um giving us in detail journey de- in detail details about his journey. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he's he's a new YouTuber, but before that he's like so many more things. He has founded this company that helps disabled people get jobs. He he got accepted into Stanford. He has done internships at Yale, MIT, and like it just goes on. So, <laughs> thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm really glad to be here. Thank you. So, first we would obviously like to talk about your company, the company that you founded and tell us how big the problem is and what have you right, done. Right. So, the company I founded was its name is Spectraverse and it is a recruitment platform for people with disabilities. And originally it started off by me just identifying a small problem. So, you know, I was really interested in filmmaking when I was about 12 or 13 years old and I'd gone to this one foundation in Dehradun. Um and my whole, you know, incentive was trying to make a film about this foundation the foundation basically worked with children with disabilities children with special needs and they would give them education because mainstream schools in and around Dehradun did just rejected these kids because you know they thought that there was some natural defect with them and it was almost a very regressive way of approaching the entire topic so when i'd gone to the foundation and i'd seen the work they were doing i realized how helpful it is you know for organizations like this to work towards mainstreaming differently abled individuals in india and slowly i started to notice that you know there are these foundations who are you know educating children and you know making sure that their development is in the right place but when they turn to the age where they need to get a job you know when they turn like 18 19 21 and they want to become financially independent then things like workplace discrimination implicit and explicit bias has become very real because you don't have a foundation supporting you anymore you're almost left to fend for yourself and you know that is something that i really wanted to alleviate with spectrover so i'd immediately come up with this idea of you know when i was about i'd say uh, 15 years old that i really wanted to try and create a recruitment platform so that i could connect companies that were willing to hire differently able candidates to you know individuals who really really wanted a job and did have the skill set but you know because of the circumstances were just unable to find one so as you mentioned that you started at 15 at 15 how did you get these opportunities and how did you get people to listen right. to you uh you know it's it's something i speak about a lot it's something i believe in genuinely i think that keep people need to start using their age that to their advantage i feel like one of my biggest strengths going into this whole process was actually the fact that i was 15 you know when i would send emails i sent about 30 35 cold emails to ngos to try and ask them if i could work with their candidates with disabilities and the first ngo that replied to me i'd say about you know 3 months later it was on the basis of the fact that you know someone of my age i still remember the line it was like i can't believe someone at the age of 15 is trying to do something like this and i genuinely believe that if you're trying to make an impact in a field which you know in general people are not uh, too many people aren't there you know in india there aren't too many people working in the field of disability for someone at the age of 15 to go in and try to at least say that they want to make a difference was a big thing to people in the industry so i'd say that I think you know my age was probably one of the biggest advantages that I had in as opposed to seeing it as something that stops me. I really wanted to ask you about the internship. Uh, how was your whole experience in MIT and Yale? Right. 
so the internship at Yale was not an internship; it was a summer program. So I'd just gone for a program called the Yale Young Global Scholars, and it's um, uh, a selective high school summer program for students to learn about entrepreneurship. So my program's name was Sustainable Development and Social Entrepreneurship. So when I went over there, we were assigned with students, and there were students from all over the world. And you know, even the opportunity was really, really amazing. And to, even to get selected was something that like was really insane to think about. at the time and when i'd gone over there i worked with mentors one on one i got to hear from professors and lecturers and entrepreneurs and you know my final project over there was also trying to understand how students with autism can be integrated into the classroom because currently in schools there is usually like a special classroom for children with special needs so we were trying to understand how you know mainstreaming a child with autism um autism spectrum disorder inside the classroom could be beneficial for them how it could try and reduce some of the stigma that society has against people with disabilities and at MIT I'd also reached out to the professor in cold and you know I'd been you know trying to reach out to the professor for I'd say about a year and finally someone I knew you know got in touch with the professor and I'd say about like 8 or 9 months of cold mailing after that you know she finally agreed to do one zoom call with me and you know we spoke about how you know differently abled adults and were getting discriminated in the workplace and how you know there could be an economical and business benefit to hiring a differently abled candidate in your company and there can be a diversity dividend instead of you know seeing it as just a charitable cause and i think that's huge what i would say to you know summarize the two experiences i had at yale and mit like in your youtube videos you talk a lot about finding a company and how you started it what is the process i am just like as a normal student how did you go about and just do it that is that is what amazes me the most i mean <laughs> it's just sort of something you do i didn't really think too much of it um it was just you know for me it's always been a question of why can't i just do this myself you know a lot of us are really used to trying to find solutions outside of ourselves by saying that you know is any organization doing this is any other company doing this and when i realized that the recruitment platforms that currently existed weren't you know the most effective or sometimes you know i'd noticed that a lot of the resources were just blank like i tried to contact government ministries i tried to look for online recruitment platforms and all of them would just end up being ghost pages and they wouldn't really respond at all i realized that you know this is something that i could try and do myself and you know once you try and take that initiative and you have that agency and you really believe it's almost like i'd say a blind faith and a blind optimism in your capabilities and you know at like 16 years old i was like completely disillusioned with the entire concept of like i'm going to go do this and you know i'm very lucky and fortunate to be uh to be born in a family that's very accepting and encouraging of the things i want to do so you know my parents also backed me up and they said you know if you really want to do this we're going to try and help you out as well so it was a very encouraging environment and i'd say almost responsible for my optimism to be like i can go out and conquer this so i'd say you know it's it's how you look at it and you know your your willingness to say that if nobody else is doing this i'll go ahead and do it wow and you have this year you even got the pradhan mantri bal shakti purushkar shakti purushkar big name what was that like <laughs> yeah it's a long true, name true. what was that like how did you 
how what was the feeling to actually get an award from narendra it was very surreal like meeting the president of india meeting the prime minister of india you know these are people you read about in the newspaper these are people you see on tv so to see them like living breathing people in front of you was almost it was like hard to believe like i just couldn't come to terms with the fact that this is an actual person in front of me who's like you know the physical presence is right there and you know for a long period of time it just didn't sink in and honestly it hasn't even sunk in right now it feels like a distant dream um but you know the award was it was really exceptional because it made me come across other individuals in other fields who had done equally if not even more amazing work you know i met like a 12 year old actually he was 9 i met like a 9 year old kid who'd climbed the summit of mount kilimanjaro which is a very challenging climb to do especially if you're that age wow. and i met you know wow. uh, an indian formula 4 driver from bangalore i met you know uh, an equestrian who's competed for india at the international level so from you know a- athletics to sports to mountain climbing to even scholastic the current iit rank 1 topper chirag faller was also someone who had received the bal shakti puraskar in front of, like alongside me so you know it was definitely one of the most exceptional breath of students i had ever come across in my entire life and i think you know apart from the whole glamour of you know meeting the prime minister um it's more about the people i met oh wow okay so this is like um a question that i personally want to ask like sure. your your scores have been amazing in like academically and then you're doing so much extra <laughs> youtube channels how do you manage right yeah i think in high school You know I've always had this belief that like if you really really want to do something you're going to make the time for it. If you if you have like half conviction in what you want to pursue like if I didn't believe in Spectreverse as much as I did I would not have made the time for it and when I had my exams I'd completely ditch it. And to be fair when I did have you know really intense academic pressures I would leave all of my extracurricular activities for a period of time but then I'd always get back to it. I think consistency is one of the most important things that I try to maintain because the moment you stop being consistent you're going to eventually forget about those activities and they're not going to scale up anymore. So it was definitely making sure that I'm putting active effort in all of my activities and not just taking them for granted. And you know besides that I think my number one tip has always been about balance like i never try to burn myself out with academics i never try to be the topper you know i never try to get rank 1 rank 2 i didn't i didn't believe in the entire system i thought it was almost stupid to try and be the best at getting a mark sheet because i didn't feel like it proved anything so i always knew that if i'm applying to college or if i do want to get somewhere i need to do academically well but i always knew it didn't have to be perfect so i put in just enough effort and then after that i put my energy into different things which i genuinely felt were translated into something meaningful definitely balance is something which we need to learn especially me and anna <laughs> have to learn <laughs> okay so i was asking uh, okay so how does this whole spectraverse work i mean what's the process how do people approach you or how do you approach them right so you know when i initially created the company and even now i'd say spectraverse was is almost a way for me to just interact with new individuals in the ngo space and company space it's always it starts out always with the process of contacting a company and talking to them about the process of hiring individuals with disabilities and talking to them about the economic benefits of having an individual 
with a disability from having lower attrition rates which basically means the rate at which a person leaves enters and leaves your company to you know the benefits of diversity which have been proven by global companies like McKinsey and Accenture um to even some of the tax rebates you get to even having a fresh perspective and also you know if you analyze our generation today we're a lot more in tune to companies that have a social pillar and a social mission and i feel like companies today would really benefit from having individuals with disabilities in their workforce so it always starts with that that talking about and spreading awareness about the benefits of having an individual with disabilities in your company and once a company agrees then we usually connect them to one of our ngo partners and we supply them um with resources to try and make their workplace more accessible and after that we finally get to the recruitment drive which is where candidates come in who either have speech and hearing impairments visual impairments locomotive disabilities they come to the company they interact with the recruitment managers and finally you know we try to close the deal and try to give these individuals employment opportunities so i'd say that is you know from beginning to end the entire process of how spectraverse works amazing so you were the you were one of the 11 indians to be accepted in stanford this year right uh, yes <laughs> and uh, so this so do you think like spectraverse had a huge part to play in it in your portfolio when you made it right. and stuff right i i'd say definitely um you know as i said you know grades are always there academics are always there but what really provides meaningful value to your community is what is going to bring you over the line and i'd say aside from spectraverse it would be the i think from the college's perspective they want to add someone who they think will make a meaningful contribution to that community and they want to make a well-rounded class in the sense that you know they'll be getting one person who's done really incredible research in maybe the field of neuroscience they want an individual who is a recruited athlete who's a really good rower for example and they might want one individual who is an advocate for the community of differently abled individuals so you know i feel that when they looked at my application they definitely felt that i had a genuine interest in this field and that i would contribute contribute something to Stanford's campus and community and i feel like that's the the true reason why i did get admitted in the end mhm that's um so actually most of our audience are, are into commerce field and they are into mba kind of thing so and obviously they are trying for stanford university as many universities abroad so what would you give tips for the college application right I'd say you know for me the most important thing is that I would ask someone what their what their story is and what drives them. I think when there are so many applicants coming out of India it is so hard to stand out just by saying I have a perfect GMAT score, I have a perfect ACT score, SAT score, TOEFL score. There's so many standardized tests that try to put a number on you and you have to understand that admissions is just so much more than that. when they're reading your applications from the activities that you participated in to even more importantly the essays that you write they need to see a cohesive picture of an individual who will add value to their campus and it doesn't matter what you're doing all i would want to see if i was an admissions officer would be you know genuine interest uh, like dedication and also persistence and perseverance i want to see that this individual is not just done this over the last 2 months i want to see that this individual has been connected to this field whatever the field is for a long period of time and i think that would be my core piece of advice that you need to have a story you need to have something that drives you uh, so that they can put a face to you know just all of the numbers that 
is are you putting across in your application let's say think of it like a puzzle piece every part of your application should go towards making a more complete picture of you so you are talking about drive what's your inspiration who inspires you to every day do better and make this country better <laughs> i mean honestly i i don't know i feel like my drive has almost come out of this feeling that i want to do something with my time i've always felt very very unsettled when you know i have a lot of time and i don't know what to do with it and if i feel like i'm not contributing to something i i take notice of it so for me the drive has always been born out of this desire to like mold my day into something into something meaningful and something that you know goes and contributes to towards something better so if i'm sitting and you know like playing games for like 8 hours it's nice but i don't feel like i've done something uh that you know is is changing anybody's perspective and influencing other people so i'd say that my drive genuinely does come from i think i'd say a desire to create and share i've always wanted to create something of value and i've always wanted to use it to impact other people's lives if you look at the youtube channel um filmmaking spectroverse it's this constant process of trying to create something and make sure that it touches other lives this episode has really been so inspiring not only for the people listening but actually even more than that for us we want to actually do something <laughs> So yeah it, it's been so amazing having you and okay. talking about all of this with you. No but it's like yeah. the, the episode flew by for me as well you know. But thank you for being so good on our podcast it has it has been a it has been a really good episode. Always welcome. So signing off. Perfect. Mm-hmm.